Bless them, bless vibrations, dear one. Welcome home. It's an honor as always to have you here and uh and yeah. It's um it's a blessing to be able to share that bliss in communion. And so um yeah, today's episode is on freedom from oneself. So um so yeah, grab whatever you need. Maybe you need tea or a spliff or a couple of breaths. Just to bring attention and awareness to right here, right now, in this moment. I'm just going to take a sip of tea. So yes, it's um <laughs> it's quite funny. I don't really follow current affairs or the news or anything like that, you know. I, I like memes from time to time, you know. <laughs> memes just taking the pee out of this whole kind of uh current affairs thing. But um, I'm currently around some people who do follow it, so get to hear kind of snippets of things that are going on and without going into it. Yeah, it's uh for those that have listened to the previous uh podcasts episodes. It's just kinda echoing what has been said about living within the mind. In that, where there's mind, there's there's problems, and there's solutions, and the that's the great merry-go-round or misery going around. I think would be a better way of terming it. So it, it, it is interesting in that kind of quest for happiness that humanity is on that it's so often practically always falls into misery and uh, despair right and one could see that as um, part and parcel of being on a quest for happiness it's it's uh, part of that kind of duality right that kind of longing for what is outside of oneself that leads one to be lost in the wilderness, you know. And it's it's that return to what always has been and what always is and what always will be. That one finds that contentment and that um dissolution in that so it's so it's not it it's not the solution that one is looking for it's the dissolution and so that's why uh 
That's why today's episode is going to be focused upon freedom from oneself. This isn't a freedom to uh, do anything or be anyone or get something or a right or whatever, you know. It's to say that the final and the only Yeah, the um, the way towards freedom is the dissolution of this false concept and uh, identification, which brings separation, which is the sickness, which is the disease, the. Um, the blockage, in that sense, the the cloud, the covering upon upon one's eyes. So, <coughs> yes, it's kind of a, an evolution of uh, not not an evolution, but continuation of uh, what's been said in the previous past couple podcasts and um and yeah it's it's I like I I I I just wanna bring into attention here the the Zen kind of uh, axiom One who longs to be everywhere must not be anywhere. One who longs to be everywhere must not be anywhere. So, yeah. In that identification of selfhood, one remains at a distance from Satchananda, from existence, consciousness, bliss. One is not in union, one's not in yoga, one's not in full communion because there is a selfhood at foundation rather than existence in flow and so I get how this can sound a little bit perhaps a touch confusing especially for those listeners who don't meditate or are not uh, perhaps connected into awareness and uh, attention and things like that so um, yeah I get out now I get sound a bit mystic and a bit uh, confusing so yeah if this is the first podcast you're listening to maybe um, listen back to the previous podcast and um, and yeah it's it's as I've said before like these um, 
these podcasts or are hitting different people at different levels, different parts of their journey, you know what I mean? Um, because there's been previous podcasts where I've talked about building up the self and the sovereign and all these things. So this this podcast might not be something which is um, perhaps that beneficial for you because you might have to be building oneself up first before you can then let go. It's who knows. There's different strokes for different folks. You know what I mean? We're all we're all at different aspects of this in the awakening and uh, and yeah. So make of it that which which you will. You know, but um, use the stuff that's been said in the previous podcast in order to help in the with the methodology. You know, clearing one's eyes of debris and of dirt. And uh, of that a priori judgments, you know, those those previous judgments which block us to receiving the wisdom. Um, one must come in as a as a blank canvas, one must come in as a clean slate without any prejudices and um, kind of blockages to to that wisdom, you know. Um, particularly with that kind of, uh, I don't know, modern kind of education and uh within that kind of political realm you know and when we play politics we uh yeah we lose ourselves in the um in ignorance you know so so yeah zen being the Zen being the kind of uh, the zenith, <laughs> Zen being the zenith of uh, the teachings of Buddha or Gautama Buddha, the pinnacle. And um, yeah, why I emphasize that about Gautama Buddha? It's because Buddha just means awakened one, right? And that is what all of us are, because all of us is all of creation, all of existence. Existence is one. So existence itself is Buddha. Existence itself is awakened. But there's different capacities of understanding that Buddhahood. And it is the um, potentiality of the human to know itself as awakened to um, come back home, let's say, welcome home. Because right now you are Buddha, but you don't realize you are awakened, but you don't choose to accept it or don't choose to live by it. To live fully, purely here and now in this moment. No, no past, no future, nothing. Just existence. Existence flowing, existence growing. Anything else has been let go of. It, it exists not. <laughs> so this is the. Remember what I've said before about Maya. It's the. It's the unreal reality. The, <laughs> the the thing that doesn't exist but does, because you give it life in a sense. 
seems like you 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 can give life to illusion, but it's not to say that it exists. It exists within you, so it's a false paradigm within you that doesn't exist, but you give it life. You see how interesting this is. The kind of mental. mazes that we envelop ourselves in. So yeah, it's um I always give credit to the to the sages and to to the awakened ones that have come before, you know. Because um they have come to remind us like Gautam Buddha, like um, Bodhidharma, like Sri Nisargadatta Maharaj, Sri Ramana Maharishi, Sri Bhagavan Rajneesh, or Osho. You know, it's it's um <laughs> uh, just so funny, so funny. How simple it is and how simple the people I've just listed, how simple their message is, you know. So, so simple. That you are Buddha, but you trick yourself into this false identity, false illusion. Of selfhood, of this is me. I am this. I am separate from anything which is not this which is typically the body-mind, right? But the breath that flows in, the breath that flows out, this is one with existence. That's one with you. And so, when we start looking in deeper into what is you, when we see what the bones are made of, when we see what it, what it is that spirit is made of which infuses you when we see that all this food that, is ma- that makes up you we find that you becomes that whole of existence you becomes that air fire water earth Cash space. So we are we are a uh, union of, of elements, a union of we are a communion. <laughs> so that that which we identify as self is really a a communion, a, a coming together of of parts, a wave, let's say. So, does the wave identify as a wave, or does the wave know itself to be as of the ocean? Because right now we're saying, hey, hey, I'm a wave, I'm a wave, this is me, I'm a wave. I was leaping and galloping like a horse, riding for power. 
right into assert ourselves above that ocean foaming at the mouth saying I exist this is me I exist when existence consciousness bliss is <laughs> right beneath our noses you know So yeah, it's interesting about this thing of God, right? Because I, I may have used that term before and I may do it again, you know? Because, uh, like, I, like I said before, I'm not, I'm not giving here a, um, I'm not giving here a doctrine to be heard and to be, shared or anything like that, you know what I mean, I'm not creating a new spiritual thing here, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving anything for you to learn, <laughs> it's all about unlearning, it's all about taking away, it's all about dissolving, so I, I use these, I use these terms because you know, that you know what I'm saying, right, so I use I, I use God, I use all these things, just to make it easier to communicate, because otherwise, <laughs> I mean, it'd be hard to even talk. <laughs> no, my preferred way is just to be in silence and communion and all together, but yeah. Only those who, who obviously, we grace presence can we commune like that. So, so it has to be done like this. And um, and yes, this this thing of God, it it obviously has a um, quite a different conception depending on one's outlook and one's um, one's past and. What has been told to one about what God is, you know. So, it's it it's a help, but it is a hindrance as well. It can, as we so often see, kind of with the Judeo-Christian Islam kind of way that God is almost seen as like a man in the sky. You know, it can be quite unhelpful in a lot of ways, quite a hindrance. So I do appreciate that move. Yeah, is that move kind of beyond, beyond God, that Siddhartha, who you are known as Buddha, what Siddhartha shares with us, in that, so if there is no God, and if there is no ego, then the self is also artificial too. So, Siddhartha was saying that, Buddha was saying that when looking within, when looking, and, and 
in a standing, what is this God? And we find a we find a dissolution, we find an emptiness, because emptiness, no thing, nothing. Is what is found when we inspect it. When we inspect I am, we find no thing resides. There's a fullness within an emptiness. There is a a uh, perfect paradox. It's the dynamism of the paradox which allows an almost imperfection to perfect itself. It's a <laughs> It's a marvel, it's a miracle. So it's a, it's majesty. And so in looking at this God and finding no thing, in looking at this ego and finding no thing, because the ego, <laughs> it's not about transcending the ego, it's a, the ego is not. <laughs> it's like, I guess, you could put it as... Yeah, it's almost like I don't know. Perhaps like the ego is autopilot, you know, when one is not attentive, when one is not aware, or when one slips out of awareness. A uh, autopilot runs. A um, yeah, it's a tricky, <laughs> slippery sack at the corner, but it. It is so because one invests it. When in fact it is not. So if there is if there is no God and there is no ego, the self is also arbitrary. And in going deeper, one finds oneself as that ocean, right? Instead of instead of the wave, or let's say the wave, yes, but the ocean, yes, the ocean more so. This is the sense of freedom from oneself. This is the sense of finding, finding that connection, finding that kin, connection, finding that union, finding that communion. The, the, the wave is part of the ocean. The wave might fall separate from another wave, but it is connected by and as that same ocean. You feel me? It's is it's existence expressing itself. It's not it's not a, a me or an I. It's existence. Existence flows. Existence grows. There is no doer but existence. Now here we want to take the angle, of like the Bhagavad Gita. Then, Krishna. In the Gita says 
There is no doer but me. There is no doer but God. Devoting the, the fruits of one's actions to the divine. This is the only course of action that one can take in order to be living in truth. But it's almost like Zen takes it a step further with the pinnacle of, of, of those teachings by saying, and, and, and encouraging one to go, go, yeah, to break free almost of this conception of an almighty presence. Because yes, yes, there is a presence. That Allah is a presence, right? But Allah is also a non-presence. It's difficult to talk of these things with making it make sense, but giving, doing justice to the brevity of what we're talking about here. This is, <laughs> it's like Bob Marley said, is a natural mystic. There's a natural mystic flowing through the air. So it's, it's what it once is, but it is not. So yeah, it's funny, it's like, you, you, the quest to, the quest to be enlightened or uh, such cannot, cannot take place. You cannot be what you already are. You can only, uh, yeah, I guess, <laughs> let go of the illusion that you've been uh, pulling over your eyes, you know. It's funny, it's, I guess as the understanding gets deeper and deeper, the less the, the less of the, the words that I feel necessary to communicate, you know, because it's more of a felt thing. And the birds are, are twittering and Synchronicities are happening, and the smile is is on one's lips, and the sun is shining, the rains are pouring. There are miracle. The miracle is, is right there for us. The miracle is us. 
Everything here is real. Everything here is beautiful. Everything here is beauty itself. Everything here is majesty, you know. And so, what is it which is stopping humanity from seeing that? What is it which stops humanity from living like that? Why is it that children and so-called primitive people seem to be much more connected to that? Whereas we find the neuroses and the psychological uh, disorders of the so-called civilised and advanced people. What is going on there, hey? And so we find, we come back to, we start our innocence, we journey to experience and the quest is to then come back to innocence. But a, a, a refined innocence, you know, it's a, it's a different innocence than of a child. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a, uh, yes, it's to, to go so fully to go to it's to right it's to it's not even to go so fully into the self it's just to look at the basic questions it's so basic and this is what interests me about like okay we look to kind of how many people are on meds and things how many people are taking medication and that in the west now i don't know about other places but i know it's a lot a lot a lot of people in the west because that's what I know. That's the, the they're the places in that I know. So it's almost there that what what is so basic one turns away from, but when one because one wants to continue the game, one wants to continue the drama, and so one copes to prolong it rather than having been done with it, you know. So one essentially stalls the breakdown rather than having the courage to go with the breakthrough. It's a very interesting dynamic. Because the breakdown, I- I- in the breakdown, is the liberation. Because it, because it is the breakthrough. If one stalls that, If you get where I'm coming from here, it's a very funny thing. It's like the Westerners have gone so deep, like in the building of the self, and perhaps they're 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 the the next step in the collective consciousness or unconsciousness of the West is so scary for people because they're building up. Sorry, they're destroying all the, all this that they've built up for so long. So that's why there's such anguish and such mental mind games and things being played. Because there's such a uh, quest to do anything rather than have the breakthrough and, and realize that only the self is untrue. Everything else is true. It's not. It's not like... Uh, Everything's felt apart from the self is the opposite. 
if only the self was dissolved as it is when as it is with a child and such the, the, the self is either non-existent or very very small in, in um, circumference let's say So yes, here we are. We're, we're connecting into uniqueness, right? Because it, pe pe people want to be seen as being individuals, but when one lives in unconsciousness, there is only uh, mirror images, let's say. There's only mirages. There's only false... Um, automatons, repeats. Or reverbs, one could say. And so, yes, yeah, that uniqueness. Uniqueness comes on when, and one is nothing. Because in being something, you are comparable. You can be compared to others, and that which can be compared is not unique. And then the, the definition which comes from power, which comes from this uh, sense of success and becoming someone, is that that <laughs> is that which brings fin uh, fin that finitude, right? That which brings lack inherently within it, because one has moved. One has, one has moved away from the all to become someone. You feel me? But in being in being nothingness, in being no thing, one is incomparable. God is unique because God is nothing. God cannot be found anywhere. And so, God is everywhere. One who longs to be everywhere must not be anywhere. And yeah, it's in in being nothing, in being no thing. One is the whole. 
one is the divine in being someone there's a there's a limited sense of being a human being a species being a race being being nobody and being no thing one is divinity one is unique And so in, in being fully as the moment, one dissolves. All there is is the moment. All there is is communion. There is no past. There is no future. There is just what is. And in that simplicity, therein is bliss. No projection, no rejection, acceptance, allowance, dissolution. So yes, dear one. Meditation. Intelligence. That's all it is. Intelligence. Bringing intelligence in until all there is remaining is intelligence. So yes, they want to feel. Let's leave it there for this one. And yeah, it's an honour as always and um, catch you for the next one. Blessed and blessed vibrations. <laughs>